Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening or whenever you're listening to this week's episode of Tree Talk. Episode 179 with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. An action-packed weekend to look forward to. I know I say that every single weekend, Matt, but we have two league finals to look forward to. We also have the 20s get their championship campaign underway next week, and we're going to look through some of the MVPs for, for the Limerick Hurling team, so stay tuned for all that and more. Impression again, we get old with what you put into it, it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Been out there from the war court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. I suppose. How are you keeping today, Matt? Uh, this Thursday morning, it's cold. I'm very, I'm very good, Jack. And 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 when I hear you talking about an action-packed weekend, it immediately strikes me. Um, thank God we're Limerick. Yeah, yeah. We, I suppose it's actually you would have thought maybe the herders would be in league final action, but it's actually the case for our two senior football teams, the the men and ladies. And we will look into those games in depth as the pod goes on. But I suppose we'll start. And um, by sending our condolences to the Holmes family on the panis, or the passing of Dennis, who, who was laid to rest on Monday. Uh, a real Limerick J-man, um, I suppose he was the chairman of the, the football board for, for a long time. And there was there was a, a minute silence um, on his behalf before the football game on Sunday. And a fitting tribute that the footballers got the job done. But again, our condolences to the family of Dennis Holmes. Yeah, I agree totally with you, Jack. And... Um... A fitting tribute that that um, um, you know that we should be promoted within 24 hours of his sad passing, and um, tis tis something that he would have loved to have seen. And and he had Billy Lee had been in contact with him uh, the week before, um, immediately after the game in Leash, and uh, it gave that the, the victory over Leash gave him a major boost. And yeah, you're right. Um, he 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 dedicated he. His dedication to the GAA, Jack, was second to none. And uh, he fulfilled so many roles from divisional chairman, chairman of the Limerick Football Board, chairman of the county board, um, representative of Munster Council, representative five years on the Central Council. And, um, um, you know, games and development officer and, uh, like, you know, he had a fantastic love for all things GA and all things Limerick. Um, um, I think he encapsulates he encapsulated everything that was good about about, um, about Limerick GA, and um, he won a county medal with 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 um, Ula in nineteen seventy nine. He he played football with Limerick. And um, I suppose you know it, it, it's a double blow to the Holmes family coming so soon. Following the sad passing of Sean, who was also deeply immersed in football, I, I suppose if Dennis Holmes um, 
the, the fact is I'd say that you know football was probably his first love coming coming from from um, from a football area of, of Limerick but um, you know he, he wasted no opportunity to 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 promote the game of football in Limerick and he was very very supportive uh, at all times of of um, those that were promoting the game and those that were involved in running teams and what have you like he, he was a mainstay for, for for all of those and I suppose it's 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 testimony to what the man was able to contribute and what he contributed that no matter at what level of the association that he served over the years he won an awful lot of friends won an awful lot of admirers and was universally respected by everybody that came in touch with him and um, his passing is 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 um, he's a huge loss um, to 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 the GAA uh, as he was a current um, county board officer and of course but most of all Jack he, he he's the biggest loss to his wife and family to whom we extend our deepest sympathy and um, uh, when Dennis Holmes um, was laid to rest in his native Ulan Monday, a titan of the GAA, not just in Limerick, but a titan of the the association, was laid to rest, and may he rest in peace. Yeah, may he rest in peace. Um, I suppose today, uh, Thursday, we have the, the Mackey and the Neville Cup finals. They've been changed to Bruff, for anyone that was lighting off this podcast, we'll go before or afterwards, but I suppose best look to, to all the, the kids competing in, in those competitions. It's, as we said before, it's kind of the first chance you get to see from these players. And, and so often you see it on the green and white on Twitter and Facebook. So often you see him in a green jersey years on the line. So the best look yeah, to all those today in broth. Well, Jack, it, it, it's worth again saying um, uh, the, the, the massive contribution that come in the months, Colin, uh, the, the green and white are, are making to the promotion of games in Limerick when we have seen so many players that have transitioned um, from involvement in common among school to play senior for, the, for, for Limerick and play for Limerick at different levels in all codes. And um, you're right, um, the, I, again, I like yourself, I don't know what time the podcast is going out, but um, the finals were originally fixed to be in the Gaelic grounds on Thursday afternoon at 2 and at that at, three o'clock but they now have been switched to broth as the gaelic grounds has has not been available so um both games are in broth this 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 thursday afternoon and of course you know i i think they're going to be used as an audition for young players of course um to get onto the limerick team that will play before the the, the monster championship in the, in the, in the is it the go go games um uh, the play half time or between the games anyway. So, and um, next week, um, you know, there is no let up in the action in in the schools. Um, next week we have we have the Sarsfield and Lock and Shields, which would be probably the the, the, the football equivalent. So, busy times in coming upon school doing great work. Well done, Tom. Yeah, great work is being done. And again, best wishes to, to all those competing today and all those competing next week. And the hurling and football and camogie and ladies football finals. We do have big games to look forward to this weekend, Matt. And we'll start with Saturday and the clash of Limerick and Loud in Crow Park. It's not often the Limerick footballers get to Crow Park, so, so we'll take it every time we, we get. Quarter to five throw in in Crow Park. Um, Tipperary and Kevin are 
are opening the curtains for us, as you'll say, the 2020 provincial champions. But I suppose before we get into the game, man, it's it's just great to have a game for the Liverpool footballers in Crow Park. Um, as I said, we don't get it too often. We were robbed of the chance in 2020 to have a league final. That makes it, this will be bridging a nine-year gap. But just to be on the road to Croker, we've been blessed with the hurlers to, to go to Dublin so much in recent years. Just there's a, there's a big buzz about around Limerick football at the moment, and I suppose it'd be be wrong to start anywhere else other than Billy Lee and, and the work he's done in the last five years. I was listening to an interview he did, I think it was for Clare in the Championship in 18, and just things were going wrong behind the scenes, and obviously a lot of players um, didn't commit, and just to see the turnaround is just incredible. It's just incredible. He, he's he's done, and you know we haven't been slow to flag it here in this medium. Um, he, he he's done an absolutely fantastic job, and um, I was talking to to people in the week, and we were just talking about it. You know, in the circumstances that Billy Lee found himself in 2018, anybody but Billy Lee would have walked away. Yeah, and said to hell with it. You know, but but no, um, his dedication to Limerick football was such that Billy Lee was never going was never going going to do that. But he's done a fantastic job, and he's built up a very 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 strong squad. And we we we, we we've said this before, and at the expense of being uh, at the risk, sorry, of being being repetitive, like you know, he, he has been confronted with challenge upon challenge upon challenge. And the most recent challenge was the loss of three key players at the start of this year. You know, and if that wasn't enough for the first game, he was confronted with a raft of injuries to add to it for the second game in Antrim. But his team and his squad, and of course the day in Antrim, you had the late withdrawal of Kirian Fahey due, due to injury. Yeah. Like in his squad, his squad has, has withstood all that. And um, it's it, it's testimony to the to the quality and the depth that that is in the squad at the moment. So it's it's a major boost, an absolutely major boost for Limerick football. And at the start of this year, Jack, you would have got very very long odds. You'd have got long odds of Limerick being in the Division Three final. Let's be honest. Yeah. And you'd have got you'd have got much longer odds of Limerick being in two finals in twenty four hours. Yeah. Because the ladies will be in action within 24 hours when they when they play in the ladies final. Yeah. Like, a... So um, it, it it gives you a sense of of, of um, the state of health of men's and ladies football in the county, and the trajectory is definitely upward for both codes. Now, look if 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 you look at the record of 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 the the, the, the Limerick team, like. The, the, this 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 will be um, Billy Lee and his team going for a third, a third title in three years, if I'm right. If you include yep. the McGrath Cup, yep. you had the Division Four champions in 2020, and an opportunity to become Division Three champions in 2022. Mm. You know, if if you look back at at at, at the, the record of Limerick football. Over the years, like we, we would take that all day. Oh, but certainly, certainly, but what is more important, actually, what is more important is that the trajectory is very, very much with regard to Limerick football, very, very much on an upward curve and, and, and going in the right direction. Now, it's a novel final against Louth. 
Check, we haven't met Louth in a national final since 1887. Now, you were hardly around that year, Jack, were you? No, it was a few months after it, sir. Yeah. Now, but um, Dennis Corbett of commercials, the counties were represented by clubs. This is the little history lesson for today. Um, were represented by clubs in those days, and um, commercials represented Limerick, and Louth were represented by Dundalk, Young Ireland's. And um, Dennis Corbett was the captain of commercials, and... Um, they beat out, I think it was 1-3 to a point, um, in Transkey in Dublin to become the first ever All-Ireland senior football champions. I was thinking as much when you said the year 1887. I was thinking yeah. it must have been that Ireland final. Yeah. You know, that the, 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 the only county, Jack, that has never been beaten in an All-Ireland final, senior football final, is Limerick. They've played in two and they've won in two. <laughs> down, you, down, down, and Johnny Gall shared it with him until Down came a cropper to Cork in 2010, and Johnny Gall came a cropper to Kerry. What year was Johnny Gall beaten? 14. 2014. So, Limerick stand alone, only county, get to We're, an 11 football final, and they have 100% record in football finals. Well, if down were there in 2010 and Donegal in 14, we're, we're June All-Ireland final, so maybe maybe this could be the year. I suppose when you're talking about Billy, you have to mention um, the selectors, background teams, like uh, Shane O'Donnell, Shane Kelly, Morris Horn, even Prime Begley when he was there. Like, it doesn't come easy. But for a couple of players that have been there... And uh, I, I suppose mention Adrian O'Brien. Yeah, Adrian O'Brien, yeah, as well. Sorry. Like, just when, anyone that has been involved since Billy came in. But there's been... A couple of players there, I suppose, since the start of Billy's term, but there's three that have been there since 2013, since the last final. Donald Sullivan and Ian Corbett started that day against Offaly, and Dara Tracy came on that day. And I suppose not to single out those three lads, but just the commitment and drive and oh, just leading by example. Back. Those three were at it again at the weekend. Like, you know, what, what service they, they, they have given to their county, you know dedicated service over the years and you know they were very very much through the, the valley periods you know you must remember jack that it is not very very long ago um in in successive years we got 10 points in this year's division three i think it was 2018 and 2019 two successive years we got a total of seven points in Division Four, we 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 drew with London and we beat Waterford in 2018, and we beat London and we beat Waterford in 2019, and that was the sum total of our success. Yeah, and that that gives you a sense of how far Limerick has come, how far how much work Billy Lee has put into it, where he has brought him from the basement of Division Four to possibly, and we hope. Come what, um, maybe six o'clock on Sunday evening, six fifteen, Division Two football next season. It's a phenom. It's a, it's a phenomenal story, Jack. It is, and I suppose when you say it like that, there it's not. It's pretty much the same crap of players. Obviously, there's there's one or two, probably three or four, I suppose. But it just goes down to the coaching that's been done. Um, a lot of those players have been brought in at the start of this term, 17, 18, 19, really. As young, but they've been coached into these top class Division Two footballers now. Like um, the subs bench, even now, 
is scandalous when you think about who like the the standard at Limerick were in two or three years ago. The players they have now to come off the bench, even Robbie Burke and Tommy Griffin at the weekend, um, both made scoring contributions off the bench. Um, that's everywhere out. Tommy Childs, Danny Neville, Shamsa Carroll, these kind of lads, like just is a real feel good factor in Limerick football and, and a real generation of players coming through and being coached properly, I think is the main message. And same with Loud, really, but um they're back to back um divisional or I suppose they're going for back to back titles. They got promoted last year from division four. Um and when you talk about Mickey Hart and the the impact he has made with Loud, you can say the same for Billy that Billy is on that level now where you're talking with the best coaches in Ireland. Absolutely. And he, he he's he, he's pitting his wits now against against one of the greatest managers that the, that the game has ever seen because um certainly it, it was the influence of Mickey Hart that brought him mm. that brought um, Tyrone to new places. Um, he guided him to under 21 All Ireland success, three All Ireland senior successes, a National League, nine Ulster titles. That's 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 on I'm indelibly written in Mickey Hart's CV. So it, it can be taken from him. And certainly the the type of influence that he 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 um he had in in Tyrone. Now he he's exerting that type of influence in Louth now as well. And and you're right. Um, Lout were in a poor place when Mickey Hart took over, um, and you, you, you've seen successive promotions now. And of course, that in itself isn't unique. Um, counties have done that in the past, and um, but um, you know, and certainly life in in, in Division Three for for Lout um, wasn't a bed of roses at the start, um, Jack, because they lost at home to Leash in the first round. Yeah. In RD and Leash have subsequently been relegated. And then then they drew with Longford in, in, in Longford. So a tally of one point from the first two games um did not suggest that Loud were going to be contenders for promotion. And um no. but M- Mickey Hart got it right, stuck with it, came to Limerick, got that win, and it was the start of five wins in a row, and they ended up top of the pile. Yeah, you would say with 10 minutes to go against Limerick in third round, Loud were as good as relegated. They were yes. only had one point for, from three games. And that point against Longford, correct me if I'm wrong, was a very late score. I think was it Sam Mulroy mm. kicked a very late point. Yes. On that game in UL, one fourteen to one twelve. Obviously, you want to win every final you're in. There's no two ways about it. But a little bit of extra motivation, I suppose, for Limerick and a bit more pressure on Loud who finished top of the table with 11 points, one ahead of Limerick. Um, Limerick will feel like they let that game go. Loud will feel they deserve to win it over the course of the 60 minutes. So even though they're both promoted, like both teams will be desperate to win the game. Yeah. Um, you know, Jack, what we lauded after the first two games as being one of Limerick's really strong points, and that was their ability to close out games. And um, certainly in the first two games, when Longford came close to him in the finish, when Antrim came close to them in the finish, they found that extra gear to drive on and close out the game. It was the total converse in that game because with less than 10 minutes to go, Limerick were leading by five points. Yeah. Now, I I, I, I know I know that, that, that um, uh, the, the, the conditions were horrendous 
a hurricane has Graham Shine said the, the, the same day in 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 UL and you know Billy Lee uh, speaking with Billy in the week he he, he was saying like that um, you know there's there's going to be a lot of different scenarios first of all it's going to be Croke Park and I suppose he said tongue in cheek the weather is going to be better and um, that that wouldn't be hard for it you know so yeah. um, but like it, it's an extra motivating factor for Limerick but. Um, actually, in many ways, it proved a wake-up call to Limerick. Yeah, you know, it is. Because um, the Jove comforters were out in droves after the defeat till out that I told you so that Limerick weren't, weren't going to make it, this, that, or the other thing, you know. So, yeah. and lo and behold, we went to Ockram, and, you know, Ockram has been a graveyard for many counties over the years. Uh, um Loud found it very, very difficult for a long time there last Sunday. And uh, and um, Limerick, Limerick, Limerick saw, saw out the game. They were down to 13 players at one stage and down to 14 towards the finish, but still saw out the game to win by four points. And and to get the, to get their lead campaign back on track. And then you had the last to Westmead. And you'd say to yourself, this is it now. Yeah. You know, and um, uh, at that stage, we were going to leash. Um, it, it, it looks set up for Leash to make a late surge for, for, for the league. They had Limerick at home and Longford at home. Two home games on the trot, which how, how that comes about, I, I, I don't know. But you know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> I, I have activated your cough, Jack, because... Yeah, I went for a laugh when a cough came out. <laughs> you're, 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 you're probably sick to the teeth of listening to it, but... You know, um, it, it was set up for Leash, but um, Limerick didn't read into that script. Um, they, 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 they went up and overturned Leash, and we all know the rest is history, and didn't beat for man. And, like, Westmead were at a bogey team for Limerick. We haven't beaten them in this, this millennium. Hmm. But for Manon were equally as, as much a bogey, a bogey team as well. We've only beaten them once in five outings prior to last Sunday. Yeah, well... That make that two now, uh, and a, yeah. a very, uh, I suppose, very precious number two. Um, oh yeah, and then, you know, Jack, we, we we had a very very poor record in Markovich Park until twenty twenty, and when the boys back to the wall to, to, to win Division Four, they went up there and did the job. Yeah, and look, we'll have time after the league finals to look back on Limerick's league as a as a whole because like the league isn't over yet. You want to finish on a high. What I will say is, um, they don't do things easily. They always try to. I suppose push the limits against uh in 2020 they had the last against Wexford and then they had to beat Sligo last year the last against Offaly and had to beat Wicklow this year lose against Westmead and have to in the last two but they got the job done and we will look back yeah, at the league you know as, when as, the backs got to the wall and we've said it time and time again you know not good for the aging pro, um um process for old fogies like me but you know yeah <laughs> well look they, they they keep you on your toes um, prediction, Matt. Um, look, loud are favourites. They did finish ahead of Limerick. They won the head-to-head meeting. But you mentioned all those circumstances that will be changed. Like, the conditions are going to be better. It won't be 4G pitch. There won't be an excessive gale there, you'd imagine. Even the high crop arc will prevent all that. Bigger field. Uh, Limerick, I suppose, have, have a couple back since then, um, if you had to call it. Yeah, well, what I'll say to you is, and um, I'll give you, a, you, you'll probably say it is a convoluted answer or that is um, um, long-winded answer. 
2010, Waterford were favourites. 2013, Offaly were favourites in the league finals in Croke Park. And on both occasions, the silverware ended up on Shannon's side. And it can happen again on Sunday, on Saturday. It can happen. I'm going to go that it will happen. I think Limerick will it, win. Um, it, 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 it will happen on Saturday. I, I believe that... Um, I, I, I believe that... that um, well, of course, there's momentum with both sides. Make no mistake about it. It's going to be a battle of wits between Billy and Mickey, particularly going down the home straight. And um, I, as you mentioned, as you alluded to it there earlier, Jack, I think Limerick are probably in a better place than they have been for a number of years in that they have people to come off the bench that can game change. As you said, you mentioned the like of Robbie Burke and um, uh, the, like, the like of Tommy Griffin. You know, players like that. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to win it, Jack. And, um, you know, happy days. Two league titles in, in three years. Roll on Division 2 next season. And yeah. and dubs in the Gaelic yeah. round. <laughs> we can look forward to that Division 2 uh, next week as well. But I'm just mm-hmm. conscious that we've 25 minutes done there on the league final. The best wishes to Billy Lee and his side. And I suppose everyone Happy to get out to Park. If you can, that first game, Cabin and Tip, is on a half two if you want to get in for both games. But Limerick, the, the main event, uh, quarter five in Crow Park. As I said, we don't get there too often for the football. So uh, let's make the most of it. You mentioned there it could be very memorable week for Limerick football. We have the ladies footballers in Division 4 final action the following day at 2 o'clock in Burr. Big difference here, Matt, is promotion is not guaranteed by reaching the league final. Um, I think that's the big caveat. With this final, um, Billy Lee's side are safe in the knowledge that they have Division 2 football next year. Graham Shine's side aren't. They play Offaly, who they played already uh, in the league. I suppose there's so many ways you could look at it. I, looking at the previous meeting, 3-4 to 1-6 winners were Limerick. Very hard to beat a team twice in the one year, and we've seen that be improved so often over the years. Yeah, we've seen that, Jack, and but um, the, the 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 victory over Offaly comes with a little caveat. The caveat being that that was on the same day as Lout and Limerick were in the game uh, in UL, and the yeah. conditions in Martinstown, the, the prevailing conditions, not the conditions of the pitch, um, the, the the prevailing conditions. There was a horrendous wind and rain, driving rain there during during most of that game, and actually in that particular game, Jack. Um, uh, Limerick led by a goal at halftime, having played with the gale force wind, won five to five points. And um, uh, when Offaly got a goal and a point within 10 minutes of the restart, it looked game set and match. They'd gone ahead, they'd win advantage. Limerick were difficult, uh, found difficulty in getting out of their half. And suddenly, lo and behold, Limerick got a couple of goals in, in quick succession. What impressed me most that day, Jack, and it has impressed me during the the, the, the league, um, uh, the league campaign, without exception. And I've seen all four games; I've been present at two. Um, uh, is, is the solidity of the defence? Um, the defence has been very, 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 very solid, and I think that was brought home to us again in the semi-final against Fermanagh. Because Fermanagh had two very, if not three, very, very serious forwards in 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 um, Blaheen Bog, Emer Smith, and 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 Sarah Britton, 
And you can yeah. throw in a lot of groove with those. Now they 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 they, they cause Limerick serious problems in the opening um in, 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 in the openings in the opening exchanges of the game and, and but but Limerick got on top of it. And they, 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 it was Limerick's ability to to um to stay in touch with Fermanagh during that game and and um uh, and strike them when the opportunity came. Yeah. And like when Graham Shine named his team, uh, named his squad at the start of the year, um, I suppose the, 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 the striking thing about the squad, about the composition of the squad, was the number of the 2018 All-Ireland players that, that were back in the squad and that had been away for various reasons for the last two years. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking of the like of, of Sarah Sullivan, um, uh, Loretta Handy, Cathy Mee, who was absolutely immense against against Fermanagh. You have Katrina Davis, Rebecca DeLee, um, uh, Mairead Kavanagh. Absolutely, you know, that type of experience. And they're bringing all that experience to bear. Yeah. Like, uh, Mairead Kavanagh is in, is, is in fantastic form. Like, she got two goals against Fermanagh. Very, very unlucky that she hadn't two more. And I think um, Graham Shine alluded to it in, in our conversation with him in the week. Um, yeah. She could have she could have ended with four goals had she had a bit more luck been on her side. Yeah. So, like, the series scoring forwards, Katrina Davis um, didn't start against Fermanagh, came on, made, 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 a huge, made a huge impact. And then we had the introduction of Debbie O'Leary and... and um, and Carmel Sorry, yeah, Debbie and Murphy Murphy. and Carmel you know? Yeah, yeah so, look, and you, you, you mentioned there about the footballers and, and, and the strength in depth. Graham Shine is very much going down the same road, Jack. Yeah. He's building a very, very strong squad. And, like, he has he has afforded opportunities to young players to get, to get their chance. Like... Um, uh, the, he, he gave debuts to, to Mavo Halloran, who was playing extremely well at left fullback, <coughs> has made that position her own. He gave a, he gave um, a debut to Carl Bateman in gold against Carlo. Um, we, we, we've seen a couple of um, uh, very useful and, and very promising um, cameo appearances by an OD. We have seen Sarah Dillon, Sarah Dillon coming on. Um, he, he, um, Rosh in Highland, like, and like, if you look at the bench, like, who would have said that 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 a player of the caliber and what she brings to the table of of Katie Healan would not be in the starting in the starting fifteen? Maybe maybe she'd be selected for the starting fifteen for for Sunday. We don't know, but. Um, it, but, but that, I, I think in itself, Jack, is, is a testimony of the strength of the squad. Like, Katie, Katie Hillen has been a fantastic player for the last three or four years. Great colleges player um, um, with, with John the Baptist. Won two All-Irelands in the one year. Um, All-Ireland A, schools, ladies, football, and All-Ireland junior A. Absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal achievement. Yeah, there's a huge, there's a huge pool of talent there in the squad. But the same can be, can be said for Offaly, and they did push Limerick all the way that day. It was three four to one six, and in those perfect conditions, could have gone either way. Offaly were in Division Three as recently as 2019 as well, which gives their pedigree. And 
I suppose there's huge pressure on on both sides to to try and get in to that division three. It just gets that more competitive. Limerick have shown the last few years that they're they're on the precipice. They've reached a number of finals in a row and and been beaten by a team that's invariably gone on to win the league. That you're mm-hmm. hoping that this can be the year that when they get over the semi final, they are that team to beat and can go all the way because momentum has been building nicely and even though there's a pressure on to, to beat the team you beat already and that you've won all your games, there's huge momentum within Graham Shine's side. Oh, yeah, plus plus the fact that that um, that um, uh, um, Offaly would have strengthened um, since since that game and that they, they would have a number of players back that were involved in the All-Ireland Camogie Clubs Championship, um, most notably Murray Daly, like who, of course, they met in the 2015 final. You must remember that, Jack. And, yeah. and, and, um, um, awfully won that one, and um, uh, that um, Maria Daly, I, I think, on that occasion got three goals. So, um, we, 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 we can see the, the, the kind of a threat that she poses. But I, I asked myself the question does she pose a um, much bigger threat than Emer Smith of Blaheen Borg of Fulmana? And, um, like Sarah Sullivan coped very, very, very well with 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 um with Emer, Emer Smith in in the semi final. Equally, um, as the game went on, Leah Cockland um had the measure of 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 uh, Blaheen Bogue. So you know, um, yeah, like yeah, Graham Shine I, is is a clever coach. Like he'll have all these permutations down. He'll know who's marking who. These players will be under no illusion of, of their job at hand and. You just think that with the talent at Limerick's disposal, if they can do their jobs that they're set to, that they will be crowned Division Four champions. I think they will, Jack. And the, the, the one striking thing about it is, um, first of all, there there is the resilience of this team to keep going and the, to the very finish, and that was tested to a certain extent by London in yeah. the opening game. It was very, very much tested by. Offaly. Now it wasn't tested by Carlo, and um, Graham Shine used the occasion, as I said, to give um, to give debuts and 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 give a bit of game time to a raft of players. But it was again tested against Fermanagh, and and Limerick passed with flying colours on all three occasions. And um, what has struck me uh, about the Limerick team, and and this is not a jaundiced view or a green-eyed view or anything like that. And I was saying it to, 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 to Graham Shine in the week that that um, uh, the team is showing clear, measurable improvement game on game. Yeah. Which comes back to the point that you were making, Jack, about, about Graham Shine's coaching. Mm. And I honestly think that we're going to see another notch on another notch on Sunday. And I believe that that will be probably good enough to, to, to get over Offaly. Yeah, I suppose the best teams generally save their best for All-Ireland Finals, that when the pressure is at its most, um, they can deliver. Now, look, the game is in Offaly, which, look, you can make what you want about that now. I know the Division 3 final between Roscommon and Wexford is on in Offaly, is on in Burr the same day. It's a doubleheader. Now, the merits of it, I don't think it's pretty. It's very fair, but look, that's that's what you're dealing with. But if you were to call it, Matt, awfully at home, which would be a huge advantage just for travelling crowd, like, um, especially with Limerick and Dublin the day before, like, it is hard to ask people to go to Dublin and to Offaly in the same weekend. 
But if you were to call it Matt, um, favourite Limerick to, I suppose, prove the fairest tag right or the underdogs come through at home? Yeah, look, Jack, that there's a player that um, that um, we, we we didn't mention at all. And, um, you know, she tugged out the last day and... and um, Absolutely. If you if you if you reflect back to the 2018 and the performance that she put on in Croke Park was was memorable. I, I'm, I'm talking about Neve Ryan. Yeah. And um, uh, Graham Shine kind of confirmed in the week that 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 she is she's fully fit and was fully fit yeah. last 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 weekend for the semi final when she tugged out. So I I think Graham is going to have a, a small bit of a dilemma. When he comes to picking the team for for um, for um, awfully, because you know, Neil Ryan and get into an awful lot of teams around the country as oh, yeah. as the first choice, you know, and um, he, you know he 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 has you know he has her and Katie Katie Healan, you know, vastly yeah. experienced players. Does he continue to leave them on the bench, or does he start them? Um, he has some very, very big calls before the team is announced on Friday. Yeah, I suppose he's seen him. He's seen him in training, so he he's seen a lot more than we do. But I suppose you kind of avoided my question there <laughs> with a, with a very, very valid. Um, I suppose, it's it's not like me to avoid your questions, Jack. What is? Repeat the question. Who will win? Essentially, is, is what Limerick. I'm looking for. So it'll be a Limerick double by four o'clock on Sunday. Yes. Yeah, it, it sounds good, doesn't it? We've we've sounds inspired, great. we've inspired so, for success. Great, but it sound too good to be true, is what I'm asking myself. But if yeah, if, but... If, if, if you look at both of them in, in as individuals and in isolation, you know there are compelling reasons as to why Limerick will win each one of them. Yeah, but sure, look, finals are generally played by the teams that deserve to be You you'd rarely get a team that doesn't deserve to be in a final to be in a final. So. Loud in on Saturday and Offaly are there on merit. Um, two okay. tough games for Limerick, but ah, yeah, because we, we, we said last week, Jack, when we were reflecting on the semi-finals, uh, that that um, you know, at the outset of 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 the, the little ladies football league division four, like you know, the perception, Jack, and 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 out there was that um, that that um, Leitrim and Fermanagh were the two teams to beat. Yeah, two of them have fallen by the wayside. They were beaten by the better teams on the day, and that's yeah. just the way it goes. But please, so, God, we'll we'll be on next week looking back at two more pieces of silverware for Limerick football: one for the ladies, one for the men. As we said, Saturday afternoon, evening time, the men are on at quarter to five in Crow Park against Louth, and then on Sunday at two o'clock in Burr, it's turn the ladies against Offaly in Division Four final. So, best look to both those sides. Um, I want to look through. We had no hurling to look back on, but I want to talk about MVPs for the Liverpool hurling team. But before we get that on hurling, I'm just going to put a graphic up here on the screen. Man. It's the Limerick under-20 hurling squad for this year was announced by Darren Mullins on Tuesday, I think it was. Um, look at those, I suppose, 41 names, Matt. Where do you want to start? <laughs> oh, Jack, I, 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 I start with some statistics, I suppose, that... The first statistic being that Limerick were beaten by a point in the Munster final last year. Um, very unlucky not to win it with the last gasp effort. Um, 13 of the players involved that night yeah. are in that squad. And as you were saying to me off air, um, 
can we be even sure that all 13 of them will make the starting 15? If you look at um, four players there have had a taste of seeing a hurling. You've Adam English, you've Carl O'Neill, you've uh, Colin Coughlin, and uh, you've Patrick O'Donovan. Four players out there are fresh after winning um, All-Ireland um, um, Senior Colleges medals with Art School Reach. You've Keen Keen Scully, um, Shane O'Brien, Vince Vince Harrington and JJ Carey. And very, very interestingly, Jack, they they could be up against two of their Art School um, um, colleagues in Niall O'Farrell and David Kennedy who are very likely to be on the Clare squad or on the Clare team. Yeah, if you go back back three years to 2019 when Limerick won the Munster final, Jack, Clare pushed them all the way in the Munster final. Yeah, so now yeah, this looks a very, very, very strong team, but they've got to do the business next Wednesday night because, uh, just just for the viewers or for the listeners, it's a sort of a new format to the Munster under 20 squad. Or to the under 20 championship this year, in that over the years we have be- become accustomed um, to a straight knockout competition. Um, it, it is no longer that um, the six counties of Munster have been divided into two groups of three, with 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 um, with the top um, who will play in a round robin with the top two teams um, going through to the semi-finals. Now, Limerick are grouped with Clare and Cork, and you have Kerry Waterford and Tipperary on the other side. So it's going to be very, very tight. And the the, the programme sees Limerick host Clare in the first round, which is an absolutely crucial game. Clare host Cork in Six Mile Bridge in round two. And in round three, Jack, we go to Parky Cueve. Yeah. I think is it and two days like after? champions for the last two years. So, like, you know, we can talk about the merits of the squad and the strength of the squad, and there isn't a doubt in that about it, about this, about this, about the strength of the squad, and about the experience that's in the squad. And a lot of those those guys have two monster minor medals on their mantelpieces. Yeah, you know, but it's anything but a gimme. And, you know, you, you can reflect back on, um, you know, which is, um, you can reflect back on how they fared as minor, minors. But that is a very, very in a, inexact science. Yeah, that's not how it works. Like, I'll give you an indication. No, it, doesn't, it, um, it doesn't work. You're right. Like, back in 20, I suppose, 19, you would have picked out Carl O'Neill, you would have said this fella is destined for greatness. And look, he's he's living up to that hype. But Colin Coughlin in the meantime, Adam English, Adam English, Pat Trunovan, Eaton Hurley, all these boys have shown like that just some players develop at different paces. I just think that Limer team is absolutely star studded. You mentioned the 13 there last year. I think the four senior boys would be pretty much guaranteed their places. But outside of that, I think it's just a very, very talent-laden squad. Now you mentioned Claire have have their own talents and we saw Pat Rodney. Well, they, 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 would have, they would have Niall Farrell and they'd have David Kennedy and I think they've Shane Meehan as well, Patrick Crotty, they'd have Oshin Clune, you know? Keen Galvin, like they're clear Galvin, are, yeah. are no walkovers like um, <laughs> in this competition and we know what Cork are about. One thing, what we will say is 
Limerick play Clare uh, next Wednesday, the 6th of April at 7 in the two scale grounds. When they play Cork, which is two days after the seniors play, you could be without um, Kyle O'Neill, Colin Coughlin, Adam English, Pat Shunovan, because if you feature for in the senior championship, you can't play 20s championship, which to me, I, I don't think it's really fair, Matt, in a way. Like, if you're good enough, you're old enough, but it shouldn't mean then you're too old for your own age group, if you get me. Jack? Um, it's bizarre. Yeah, it's it's bizarre, and, uh, and the best example of it is that um, the finest footballer of this generation, possibly David Clifford, played little or no under twenty or twenty-one football with Kerry. No, Sean Shea was the same. Um, never Sean played Shea. underage. Uh, uh, Jack, um, look, why did you have to bring in a contentious point like that? You know, you know what to deny me. <laughs> yeah, you were in great form today with all the finals of court. I had to, to bring it on a bigger two. Yeah, well, you certainly have brought me down more than two pegs with, with that. Jack, there's only one word, bizarre. Yeah, because like... Ridiculous. Be... Downright stupid. I think for, for the Limerick lads, um, Colin O'Neill, Colin Cockland have a real big chance at English as well playing against Cork at some stage. For Clare, Pat Crotty as well was starting for them during the league. He he looks like another that will get burned. And it just it just doesn't really make sense to me because we were talking about it off air. The Limerick teams from 15 and 17 that won All-Ireland's under-21s, if you notice respect to the other players, if you took out Keane Lynch, Sean Finn, Dima Burns, these kind of lads, Barry Nash was on the team, Peter Casey, if you take them out of the team, you probably weren't going to win All-Ireland. And that's a medal you don't have when you're older. And when you look back and say... We could have won that now only for a contentious rule. You know, it, it's, for me, it just doesn't really make sense. And it's it's kind of, if a player is under 20, they're going to be the star for their under 20 team, but they might only get a few minutes here and there. Like, it'll halt their development as well, I think. Well, of course it will, Jack. And I, I would just love to know if you have even the haziest idea of the thinking behind this nonsense. I, I presume it comes down to player welfare, but I, like, I mean... And burnout. Yeah, but I mean, players know themselves. And I mean, if if you're starting for your senior team at under-20s, I don't think your 20s manager is going to flog you, um, especially with a, with a two-day turnaround. But the way things are now, under-20 is so young, it's very rare you're going to have an under-20 starting for their inter-county team. Um, for Limerick, maybe Keane Lynch, Kyle Hayes did it. Outside of that, I can't really think of many more. Maybe Mark Coleman for Cork, Tony Kelly for Clare, these kind of boys. But like, it doesn't really happen very often these it happens to the special players like you mentioned david clifford the best footballer in the country never played with his own 20s team and well i presume he doesn't mind it would it would have been a, a big miss because he would have came up with those players like you mentioned this current team just say Carl O'Neill, for example he was on that 2019 team was joint captain for the final when mike Keane was injured you know he would have he'd love to play with those players again and it, it could be love for him but look <laughs> i'll get annoyed as well as you if we Talk about it you, too much. You you will, Jack, because it, it 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 opens up a much bigger and more fundamental issue. Is is that um that um the 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 and you've had me saying this time out of mind, and I blame the clubs, Jack. Yeah. So strangers may may be seen because they've su- succeeded all all the power um to to Croke Park. And we've these these high powered committees bringing in re- recommendations, putting them to Congress, 
and um, being voted through. What, what we, we, we should revert back. The club should insist that we revert back to the club. You, you know, the, the, this thing of the primacy of the club that's enshrined in the chapter of the association is only codswallop. And uh, mm. you, you know, because it, 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 in reality, it, 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 it's, it's not in practice. I'm, I'm, I'm around long enough to remember the day when all changes, Jack, came through the clubs. They sent it to their divisional board if there was divisional boards in the county. It subsequently went to the county board and subsequently to Congress. And the club that sponsored it sponsored it in Congress. Yeah, look, like, you make a point. Until until the clubs claim back the association from bureaucrats, we're going to have this nonsense. Yeah, I think a lot of rules are made, and they're just made, and you're just told about it. Whereas at the way the point you're saying that they have to be passed through clubs, I don't think any clubs would have um would have agreed with it. To be honest with you. But look, that's that's above our heads. There's nothing we can do about it. But look, well, when when anyone complains to me about it, that's my stock answer for them. You know. Yeah, and you. But like, you, you if, make if, a point. if if you look at the way that the, the the power of the club has been clawed away, been gnawed away bit by bit, like one of one of the great things of conventions uh, every year was the election of officers. Mm. That's that's nearly going out the window now because the officers are appointed. Pointed by Croke Park, children's officer, um, county development officer, um, um, county secretary. All Croke Park appointees, clubs no say. Yeah. Yeah, look, if you, you, if you would you drive yourself mad trying to wrap your, your head around it. But... Oh, you look, Jack, oh, you, you, you wouldn't sleep for a month if you started thinking about it. Coming back to the 20s, just on the month's championship, like looking at that squad, they have a huge, huge opportunity um, for silverware. But, like, again, you challenge with Claire and Cork. But I'll just throw it up there again. Like, when you look through the names there, Matt, ever outside, like, there's players there now that I suppose people that don't really watch much um, won't have ever heard about that they can really look forward to. To see him play, and I know like Vince Harrington for me was one I saw him minor. I thought he was excellent at fullback. Like to see him play at that grade. Shane O'Brien is another that's on the lips of a lot of people. Like Ron Lyons was an all star when he was a minor. Um, I suppose Simone yes. Lean, he's kind of under the radar a bit. Um, I think Chris Thomas is one of the best defenders in the county already. He's teammate Keena Donovan. Like it looks to be getting as good as his brother, um, Dara. Like Fergal O'Connor for F and is another one. Evan O'Leary was another one then for, for Art School Reed. Yeah, we, we, that, uh, cutting across you, we should have said actually there's five Art School because Evan O'Leary is another one, you know? Yeah, I didn't want to cut across your time, but I know you know yourself. Like even Barry Duff and Brian O'Mara from Munger St. Paul's, I saw them a lot last year, like two excellent players. Aidan O'Connor for Valley Brown has been shooting the lights out for Valley Brown in senior for two years. He was um, probably UL's go-to man and they had... Adam English, Pat Crotty, and and Colin Neal in the forward line. It's like, yeah. but, like you don't want to get your head yourself, Matt, but there's definitely an opportunity there for these guys to, I suppose, go on and do what the 2015, 2017 teams are. And you don't have a pressure on them, but it's there. Yeah. But, Jack, you, you take two more players there. Take Adam Fitzgerald from Temple Danton. 
captain and star of the Colossae Ida August Joseph team that won the the, the college's E final um, two weeks ago. Take David Fitzgerald of Kildimo Palace Kenry, star of Silesian Colleges team that Silesian College team that won won the won the D final. You know, it's it's. It, yeah, look, it, it's it's a very very strong team, but you know, you'll be disappointed the bizarre, if you don't. That the bizarre specter is hanging over it, that you could be losing key players. Yeah, if you if you were full contingent um, again after pressure, there's no reason why they can't reach the monster final at the least. Um, yes, because you'll be thinking if you beat one of Cork or Clare, the other team, even if you lose the other team, they're beating the team that you beat. So look, the seven o'clock next Wednesday. 6th of April, two Skelly Crowns, Limerick versus Clare. They'll have a full contingent, um, unless John Kiley is, is telling lads uh, to rest. I don't think it's going to happen. So the best look to Darren Mullins and his side um, should be a very good game. We've spoken about the merits of Clare, but we'll be fencing a Limerick victory um, on, on this medium anyway. Before we finish, Matt, um, I mentioned throughout. Just, I, I know we delve a lot into the games that have happened, but just something different, maybe could become a weekly thing where we're looking at just the top five for this week i just said to you limerick's i suppose most valuable players and i i don't mean it the, the best players if you were picking 10 best players in the country how many limerick lads what i was going for is who's the kind of most important to the team and how would they operate um i asked for five if you i don't know if you did them in order of one to five or just five names if you would just throw out one name there and i'll see if i have them on my list yeah, you're, I presume you'll have the first one anyway, Nicky Quaid. Yeah, I had Nicky down on my team. And I suppose the roles of the goalie is only starting to kind of become more important to the general public. But I suppose Nicky has been there for, this is his 13th season, Um, I think since 2010. Like, I'll let you talk about it more. We, we, we're, we'll definitely do a Quaid podcast one today. How long have you, Jack? Yeah, yeah we're definitely borderline, but... Like as, as 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 near as it's humanly possible to the perfect goalkeeper, you know, whether it's shot stopping, organizing his defense, he his puck out, his distribution, he's got it all, Jack. Yeah, you know, a... and um, cool as a cucumber back there in the last line of defense, you know, absolutely indispensable. Yeah, I could say something now to, to annoy you about all stars, but I think I'll leave it off. But no, you well, don't, don't, just, don't, like, don't, please. Yeah, don't. like <laughs> just it's madness. The, the amount of all. I was so Stephen Cluxton is the same. He's up there with Cluxton in, in terms of importance to all Ireland winning team. Oh, absolutely, 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 absolutely. Couldn't agree more with you. Absolutely. Um, oh, the the, the 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 contribution of Nicky Quaid is just simply phenomenal. Oh. The thing with Nicky Quayle, I think... Don't, don't, um, don't go near the All-Stars, Jack, please. He suffers in a way because of his reliability. So, like, you don't notice him doing all the good things because it just happens every game. It Do does. It, and, and there's never bad things to talk about. So he's he rarely... Does, he, does, he does. He makes it look routine, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's... Quayle's Quaid, one, anyway. Um, I'll give you... I had Keen Lynch on my list. I think it's fairly self-explanatory, but... I do think there's a huge there's a huge gap there eleven when he's not there. Um, I know when Kyle was there, it was just a different kind of game plan. But even for NUIG, for Patrick's well, for Limerick, obviously, like just 
he does things that no one else can do. He sees things that no one else can do. He's the best hurler in the country, bar none, I think. Which then, yeah, no, no, no question about it. And then I have people saying that you know he did, he didn't do this and he didn't do that with you within UIG. I thought, particularly in the final, um, um, bef before he was bizarrely sent off, and I'm using that word copiously today. But um, yeah, um, I, I, I thought he'd made a huge contribution. You see, um, a lot of people out there uh, tend to 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 judge people on on judge players. On their final score tally, yeah. which is which is not a great metric, if you like, um, certainly because like see the contribution Keane Lynch made in the All Ireland and the setting up of the goals and um, like Keane Lynch is, is a creator. He, you know, he, he he creates scores, he makes things happen, and um, oh, certainly I agree totally with Keane Lynch. Yeah, I think if anyone that watches basketball, I don't know if you do, LeBron James is kind of the second on the all-time scoring list, but he's first and foremost a facilitator. And a bit like Keane Lynch, he, he wants that others free, but if he if the score is on and he needs to take it, he'll take it, just can do it all. Like, Sorry, half, I, mean, I, missed, I missed that now. LeBron James, basketball player, he is gone into second in the all-time scoring charts in the NBA, but he himself, oh, yes. first, first and foremost, he is a facilitator. I think Lynch is like that, can do it either way. Like he set up two five in the first half at Ireland. Yeah. And got a point. And then got five points himself in the six. In ended the up with half. six. Ended up with six was it five or six points in the final? Six. So he was if you took his half in either half, he'd be man the match, regardless. Now you know Peter Casey will, will look at that. I don't know if you've if you've Peter Casey in your list. I didn't put him in my list, but I think the league has really shown how valuable Peter Casey is to this team as well. Um, oh, I don't have my list because we didn't see him play, but like just the the void that's there from Peter hasn't really been filled. Uh, we're going to well, well, of, course, of course we didn't have to wait for the league to realize how valuable he is. Yeah, but I suppose it just rubber stamped it. Um, because I suppose he was in and out of the team with Call of Spade a Spade mm. from eight from 17 to 20, started in 17, didn't 18, did in 19. Started the start of 2020, but then Flanagan came back in. So I think 2021 was really his year to say, yeah, that 15 jersey is mine, regardless of who's available. But um, your third person on that list. Barry Nash. Yeah, I I, I don't have Barry on my list. He was on my... They, well, they were all shortlisted because they're all exceptionally good. But what, why did you pick Barry, Will Sash? Well, we, 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 we knew about his versatility. Um. He, you know, Barry started off life as a forward and a very, very yeah. good one. He transitioned to half-back. He transitioned to the full-back line, left full-back. He transitioned to right full-back. He was captain of the Limerick team during the Munster Senior Cup. I thought he, he, he displayed extraordinary leadership qualities. And um, he, he's certainly giving... giving um, uh, John Kiley quite a headache, but he might ease his headache in, in yeah. some ways. In that um, uh, the competition for the Limerick um, full back line is is in incredible. When you when you look at Sean Finn, Dan Morrissey, and Barry Nash, um, the three men in situ, and and um, with with Mikey Casey and and uh, Richie English breathing down their neck. He's a bit like you know, a, a Swiss Army. You, you like. could you could say you could safely vacate. Um, Barry Nash and, and move him up the field to any position, literally. 
Yeah, I think uh, Manny Nash is a very, 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 very good hurler. <laughs> yeah, and um, very, very, very adaptable. And um, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I think Manny Nash is invaluable because of what he brings um, yeah, and, and the versatility, also... the versatility he brings. And you, you know something, Jack? You see players, and I've seen a number of players over the years that have suffered because of their versatility. Yeah. Barry Nash hasn't. He hasn't. And I think one thing about him in, in the corner is he's a he's a corner forward's worst nightmare because not only is he a brilliant defender, he always wants to get forward. And it's your job. Like, if a cornerback scores, everyone knows who's marking him, whether he's five inches away from him or 15 or like 50 yards away from him. Everyone knows that's your man that's gone. So I think having him back there is luxury. But yeah, you mentioned that there. I think we'll see Barry... Um, away from the corner this year. I think there'll be a lot of rejigging, but we'll we'll look into that as time goes on. Um, number three on my list here, I didn't do it in order, was William O'Donoghue. I don't know if he's on yours, but I just... Is he on yours? Yes. Um, for me, he just sets the tone from the throw-in. Like, he's the first man you see on the field. Um, and I think his importance is shown against the big teams, like Jamie Barron in the All-Ireland Final 2020 non-existent 2021 semi-final was the same. Dara Fitz last year in the final. Like, we see how good Dara Fitz is now. We saw how good he was in Limerick when Will wasn't on the field. He just sets the tone. Huge work rate. Brilliant player. Can take a point. Um, physicality, work rate, everything. Just a Rolls Royce midfielder. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally with everything you've said, Jack. Um, an absolute Rolls Royce of a midfield midfielder. Um, deservedly got his first All-Star um, should have probably should have got a should be certainly have a second all star, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, like the 2020. 20, 20. Um, I, I didn't give him a, an all star in 2020 because the question you asked was who did I think would get it, and because, <laughs> because of the politics of it and various other things and accommodating players that um uh, that goes on with this thing. Um, I know that he he would miss out, but he, he you know, if. If to strictly and solely on merit, Jack, Willem, I don't know who would have been in all day, you know. Yeah. But his contribution is huge. A powerful man, as you said. Meets meets some of the best midfielders. And you mentioned the two games against Jamie Barron and, and the game against Dara Fitzgibbon. You know, Willem, I don't know who, you know, um, he, he's done it. He's done it. There's, and his 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 contribution to the to the team and it's just invaluable. Just absolutely invaluable because we're we're, we're talking about the the, the 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 nub of this conversation, Jack, is I I suppose importance and value to the team, isn't it? Yeah, that's. That's because exactly. we, it's we, we like all it. know what the Dermot Burnses and the Declan Hannans of this world and what they give you, you know. But yeah. um. Yeah, I, I would have, I would have Willem who definitely right up there as one of the, the key players. Yeah, that's uh, King Lynch, uh, Nick Quaid, Will Donahue, and uh, Barry Nash. That's you've the four of them. I have, I have three. Who is your fifth? Seamus Flanagan in full in good form. I don't have him there again. Chartless, but why Seamus Flanagan? Yeah, because when Seamus Flanagan is in good form, um, he has the capacity to. Upset defenses. He's he's very athletic, very very mobile. Um, tends to cause all sorts of problems 
for fullbacks, and fullback is a crucial position. Most notably in last year's All Ireland final, Rob Downey was in a high until he came into the All Ireland final. You know, and but, but we, we, we've seen it in different games. Um, his goal in the Munster final. Yeah. You know, um, like I, I, in terms of valuable to the, value to the team, I would have Seamus Flanagan as one of the invaluable players. You see, basically what we're talking about is kind of valuable players that are unsung heroes, isn't it? Yeah, to an extent, I have. I, because I, I have all, another hurdle here. We all know what Dermot Burns. We all know what Declan Hannon. We all know what Garod Hegarty. You know, um, Kai Hayes, all these. Yeah, yeah. No, look, it's all about talent. And are going to bring to the table, you know. But um, uh, I, you know, I, I, I think he's. Um, I, I would have Seamus Flanagan down as a very, very valuable player. Yeah, I think it's important to note, like, we're not saying any player is better than the next player. That Limerick no, squad no, no. is, it's, it's, is it's absolutely It's not lame. a with other players, no. It's just, like, the five, like, you could have, like, our list is different. I have two different players to match. Like, the next fella might have five completely different players, like. But it's just a, um, something different. I had um, Declan Hannon on my list, I think, just as a leader, first and foremost. Um, he might get on the ball as much as you'd, you'd like. I know some of the lads now I'm friendly with. Um, don't I suppose appreciate what he's doing, but Limerick like to drop the halfbacks or half forwards back a lot, and Declan Hannon is able to bring ball over that. He just he's just a brilliant striker. The ball he gets, he can get scores, and he wants. He scored in the two All Ireland finals. Um, he can break the lines. He's a brilliant reader. The ball. If if the fullback needs a hand, Declan Hannon is there to stop the ball. Clean. I just think he's the perfect number six himself and Ty De Burka just have. They've essentially stopped a sweeper because they can be a centre-back and a sweeper all in one. And I think, like, it allows you to have six forwards and you have Declan Hannon there. That's why I mean, and Gerard Hegarty, just energy, work rate, the sweetest skills. Like, he scored seven points from playing in All-Ireland final. Um, mm. Harder the year. Um, he sets the tone, like Gerard Hegarty, for the forwards, I think. Um, huge physical presence, can win puckouts, can win a chart, can win it medium he can win it anyway um i just think he's a brilliant player i think he's but in the top five see, jack when you when you talk about the five most valuable players you could literally put the names into a hat and pull them out yeah <coughs> there'd, be, there'd, be, there'd, there'd be an argument and and the way i looked at it was um was players that you know Possibly the lesser lights. I stayed away from the Declan Hannans and the, the Dermot Burnses of this world and the Garod Hegartys and the Adam Galans, as I said, you know. Yeah. But um, I, I just concur totally with what you said about Declan Hannan, the most underappreciated hurler, I'd say, of his generation. Because yeah. he, he simply makes it look as if it's normal what he's doing. Some of the things he, he some of the things he does are totally off the charts. His anticipation, his covering, his striking. You know, I'm absolutely convinced we could have won four in a row hadn't hadn't Declan Hannon gone off the field against Kilkenny. Yeah. I, I, I've said that because certainly with Kilkenny back to a point on a couple of times and and Declan Hannon would have had the leadership qualities to conjure up something that would that you know that we would have got over the line on that one. Yeah, like it, it's good. You, 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 you say to yourself, how how does your centre back, you know, um, solve a problem where where you need scores, but he does it. Yeah, I think some of my thinking was, if if I was opposition, 
who don't I want to see? Who are the lads you're saying, okay, Keane Lynch is missing, we have a chance here, Declan Hannon is out, you know, Hegarty is gone. That's yeah. the way kind of I was like, you'd hate to see, or like if you were in midfield, or if you were anywhere in the middle third and you saw Hannon, Donahue, Hegarty, Lynch, any of these boys, Hayes or Burns, Morrissey, even Colin O'Neill, you're thinking, oh, I'm in for a long day here. That's kind of the way I was going about it. Look, if people have difference of opinions, they're more than welcome to come below and we can look at them next week or give your opinions on Instagram or Facebook or, or Twitter or ever. It's just something different to, to come away from, from looking at games. Um, it's something I have no be. doubt, Jack, um, if, if if we were live today, we would have a very animated discussion on it and <laughs> yeah, reaction. We're, we're leaving the live for a few weeks because it's just been, the, the internet has been hairy the, the last few weeks. But I'm sure we'll, we'll be live again um, soon. Maybe next Thursday to look back on... The, the Gremlins of Ballystean. Yeah, well, I think it's more than Runa, to be honest. But um, yeah, like we've nearly an hour and ten on the clock there. Look, it's we finished with hurling, but it, it's a it's a football weekend. Whatever way you look at it, senior men's are in Division Three, uh, League Final Action. The senior women's are in Division Four, League Final Action. And next Wednesday, then we have the turn of the under twenties. And before we know it, the provincial championships will be will be starting. So it, it's all go for the next few months. And thank God for that, Madison. This. Absolutely, it is. It is it, it, it's just absolutely fantastic, and um, you know, I I I I remember the day not the days not too long ago. You know, when we we didn't have this level of involvement at concluding stages of competition and being in the running for for winning competitions. So, in many ways, it's 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 a new space for an awful lot of people, but. Yeah. Um, it 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 that that there is no doubt at all about it, Jack. But it it's it, it, it's a golden era for you know for Limerick, GA, and uh, across the four codes. Like even if you go back to the Camogie winning three All Irelands in twenty fourteen, you know <coughs> there are some counties that who haven't won it in their lifetime. You know so, you know we were we were an awful lot to be thankful for three senior All Irelands in in th- in four years. Four years. Two under twenty one titles in the last ten years, four monster minor titles. You know, um, uh, you know, ladies football all Ireland, um, uh, senior footballers winning, you know, Division Four, win, winning the McGrath Cup, possibly winning Division Three, um, and then we had the performances of the schools this year. Not to mention um, the, the 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 performances of of UL and the various third level colleges. Like when you roll it all into one, the the the, the success over of 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 Napierschik in the clubs championship, and Kilmallock who won a clubs championship as well. So that there, there, there is so much ha- happening, Jack. And the beauty about it is there's so much positive happening. Yeah, it's like no, we, it's, we, you know for 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 so long Limerick was dogged by negativity and this that and the next thing. You know, thanks be to God. Uh, it's it, hopefully all behind us, never to come back. Yeah, hopefully. It's a good thing we weren't doing this podcast 10 or 15 years ago because we had a lot more bleak. But yeah, two league finals look forward to this week. Start of the under-20 Munster Championship. We'll have the 20th footballers throughout the week after that. And then you're into minors. And before you know it, the, the senior championships are back. So look, it's it's brilliant. And, and that, you know, I, when I was listing the successes there, I, I omitted to, uh, uh, the success of another member of the of, of the GA family, Martina McMahon, who has yeah. absolutely cleaned the boards in handball. 
absolutely, both at national and at world level. And success has, in Limerick over the last ten years has just been brilliant. Uh, Colin Ryan, the puck father, as well, another year in competition. So uh, winning, winning, winning the All Ireland puck father, you know. Yeah, so look, you know, if you were from another county, you'd be trying to say, would, would they let something for someone else? You know. Yeah, but well, look, we'll take it as long as we can have it. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to it whenever or wherever you listen to talk. Uh, again, many thanks to you, Matt, and we will be back, I suppose, next week, probably after the 20s to go back and hopefully looking back on two league wins and a, and a good start to the most championship. But until then, Matt, thank you very much, and we'll talk soon. You're welcome, Jack. The impression again, we get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time?